Three individuals are rushing towards the watchtower outpost, screaming at the top of their lungs, wielding strange weapons. You are trying to hold them off. You, Vorkin, have quickly scaled down the ladder as fast as you can and run to the gate. You've closed it. That gate is not opening for anyone, and as you stand there holding it, you hear from the other side the sounds of people reaching said gate and trying to bang it down. But you realise very quickly that they are not going to be able to bang it down. Not with their bare hands, anyway. Jürgen, you have joined Vorkin at said gate, but Matilda, you stayed behind for a few seconds. You can see, from the watchtower, looking down, the individuals have begun to try and force open the gate. As you are looking at them, Matilda, you notice the man, the one who called himself Hakal, come to your side and take out his bow. He quickly loads an arrow and fires, and one of the individuals falls down dead as the arrow goes straight through their eye. What do you do, Matilda, from up there? I'm going to take my rifle and start shooting. Roll agility and projectiles for me. I get a four and a five. You aim your hunting rifle, take a moment to focus on one of the heads of these individuals and fire. It's very easy. The individual in question wasn't even trying to avoid being shot. They were simply trying to hammer on the gate. And again, one of these individuals goes down just like that. Meanwhile, down below, you hear the sound of attack becoming a lot less. You've heard a shot and you saw a bow and arrow go off. There might only be one person left outside. What do you two do? My instinct as I hear this go off is to actually open the gate and fling one in to see if we can gather information from them. I agree. If we can uh, figure out how many are in his tribe or or what they're up to, I think uh, capturing one alive is a good idea. So we have a quick exchange and then just give a brief nod to each other and I uh, pull back the heavy bar using my muscles and readying myself so as that Jürgen would be uh, in an advantage point to just attack or pull him in or whatever he would, however he would address this. Yes, I'll have the mace on the ready with the idea to give him a proper good bashing when the door opens and then once he's hurting, throw him to the ground if when that time comes. So as you open the gates, you see someone rush towards you. As I said before, they are pale-skinned, covered in red markings. They have some sort of clothing on them. Seems to be made of furs or bone. They are currently wielding some sort of knife. And as you open the doors, the individual looks at you, Jürgen, screams and jumps onto you. Very keen, it seems, to murder you. What do you do? I would like to... Uh, use the mace, like bring it down onto his weapon arm. That way he drops his uh, his knife. Wonderful. Yes, please roll your body Emily, posing his body Emily. Uh, that is four successes with a six. You tie for successes, meaning that as you engage this individual, you are not quite able to bring your mace down upon his head. He is extremely angry and mobile he dodges your attack just as you then dodge his 
Vorken, what do you do? As this individual just flings himself in, I'll uh, heft my hammer and try and give him a good blow to the side. Now that he is occupied with Jürgen, I raise the mighty judgment hammer to give him a pommel strike on the back, hoping to catch him off balance. Roll your attack. I get two successes. You bring down your weapon hard on his head. He falls to the ground, bleeding heavily, sort of swearing at you. You think swearing, it sounds like a swear word, but you're not quite sure. As he falls to the ground, he tries to get back up, but immediately a bullet appears in his head. You look up and see he's been shot from the watchtower. He is now very dead. What do you do? I shout up to the watchtower. Any more coming? <laughs> no. Ugh. Jürgen, you notice something rather peculiar as you look down at the corpses. They're moving, but they're not moving normally. They're being dragged. Very quickly, you see all three of them are being dragged by rope. In the time it takes you to notice this, they're already being dragged away quite quickly. What do you do? Can I draw my pistol and attempt to shoot the rope? I will allow that. Please roll agility and projectiles as you try to quickly shoot one of the ropes with your pistol. I have three successes, two of which are sixes. You take out your pistol and shoot one of the ropes. It comes loose. That individual is no longer being dragged away, but the other two are quickly being dragged, dragged somewhere. You think one of them was being dragged to somewhere to the left and one of them is being dragged to the right. What do you do? I, as this happens, quickly I kneel down, grab him by the scruff of his neck and then bring him back in, fling him on the ground. And quickly you are once again in the walls with this dead corpse now at your feet. Silence. Once again, what do you do? What did you learn from the wound? Uh, speaking of Murdoch? Yes. He's been poisoned. They're using poison weapons. I can't, I can't identify it. And between you and me, he's not long for this world without proper spitalian attention. I nod grimly. Is he gonna die? I didn't see uh, Matilda approach, so I'm, uh, I, I give off a little flinch. And then I go and close the door, allowing you to continue your conversation. If we were able to travel immediately to Justinian, he might stand a chance. As it is, no, I don't think he's going to make it. Oh, that's sad. At this point, you also notice you have been joined by Hakal, who comes to sort of stand by you and look down at the corpse, frowning. It is very bad. I fought as much of the wound. If a spitalion cannot heal him, then... Yes. I'd say bring him to one of your cities as soon as possible, but... Well, as you can see, that won't be happening. We are surrounded. You might be able to make a dash for it with a horse? On one horse? Maybe. But they will... Aim all their attention at us, and I have a feeling there are a lot more out there, friend. You see? He points down at the individual. What do you think the purpose of that was? Gating our strength. 
See if uh, any machine gun goes off at this point. Exactly. And it did not. Now they know the machine gun no longer works. Not good. I look over to uh, Matilda. What else did you learn about the uh, power, I don't know, the defenses? Um, I mean, what I what I already said, it's, there's a generator and there's something that powers the generator that goes into the ground, but I have no idea where it goes to. I'm s- pretty sure that it powers the defense mechanism in this place, but I have no idea how to get any sort of um, energy to the generator. I would have to do some more research and um, and look around, but I'm not sure how safe that is right now. At this point, you are interrupted, Matilda, as you see Murdoch slowly coming down the ladder, wincing as he does so, but thanks to your efforts, Jürgen, he at least can move a little bit. Or, you know, Scrapper, you could just, I don't know, go to the fucking generator. But what do I know? I'm just the guy who actually knows what's going on around here. <laughs> Where is the generator? By the fucking cliff. 30 minutes. Y- y- you're fucked. There's no way you're going to be able to get there. Plus, you need a dust storm. And it's not like there's suddenly going to be a dust storm in the next 10 minutes. You can fix it without a dust storm? No, well, it's not fucking... It needs... Yes, you need the dust storm. It's powered by the dust. You get it? Dust storm generator? No? We've got about maybe an hour and a half till dusk, and I think that's when they're going to fucking come. At this point, you notice Hakal is sort of taking his finger to his mouth, sucking it a little, and feeling around in the air. What do you do, Matilda, as you notice this? Matilda looks at him a little weird and lifts an eyebrow and says, "What, what What are you doing? Well, Murdoch is right. A dust storm would be most unusual. Except, I reckon, there'll be one in half an hour. Half an hour? Well, that's perfect. I'm gonna head up there. Murdoch looks a little incredulous and looks to you, Vorken saying, A dust storm? It's fuck. Look at the sky. A dust storm? Really? I know those people with the goats. They do a lot of stuff with goats. I don't know, but really, really. You are sure of this? The man looks at you, Hakau, and nods. I am. I think we will have a storm in about half an hour. Not a very strong one, but it might be enough. But Murdoch has a point. Getting to the generator, you will still draw attention. I can be pretty sneaky. Hmm. Can you? I, I, yeah. I, yeah. Well, it might be dangerous for you to go by yourself, young one. But it's worth a shot. I do, though, wonder if a distraction wouldn't be more helpful. He looks to the horse. Jürgen, you see Murdoch look to the horse and say, Well, well, you're not taking spring out for a distraction. You're not taking spring. I've lost. No. If it means our chance of survival, otherwise Spring is dead anyway. Does he, does he even know how to ride a horse? Who's riding the horse? The, the, the Jamahadan fellow? Is he not going to steal it? I would never steal another man's horse. I don't know that! What do you do, everyone? With the right about of ingenuity, no one has to ride the horse. We can take our friend here, 
gesturing down at the corpse. Make him at least a convincing facsimile of one of us, and then spur the horse on its way. Some number of these cockroaches are short chase, and that means we don't have to give anyone up to defend the walls. It means we have to touch that thing? And she points towards the corpse. Ew! I give you a gauging look, and then I nod. It's a, it's a possible distraction. I don't see why not. Hakal nods. Yes, deception is not something I favor, but in this case, I think the prophet would forgive me. Yes, if one of you can put something on the horse, and the horse, it could, you've trained it to come back, haven't you, Murdoch? Yeah, I, I suppose, but it's going to be a sitting duck out there. That is all right. I will watch your horse. If we do this, the three of you can, well, as many of you as you wish, can make your way to the cliff. And if you are careful, this may mean the enemy do not see you. It's going to be risky, though. Are you sure? We either die trying something out there, or die waiting in here. Personally, I prefer to go out on my own terms. I agree. Matilda... Of all the people here, you would probably be the one who would be best at this. After all, you know how to craft a few things, and you did notice there were a few cloaks in that storage shed. You think to yourself, if you just got the corpse up on the horse, tied it with a bit of rope, put a little cloth on it, you might be able to do this. Would you like to try? She's not keen on touching any dead bodies at all. But she she can she can get the cloaks at least maybe if someone could help her with the corpse there's no way she can get that thing up on the horse by herself. Just show me what you need done. I'll uh, you can use pieces of my tent as well. We can cut it up, make a convincing cloak. Just point me and I will do it. This is no time to be squeamish. Uh, no, I, I I guess I guess I guess not. Um, I'll. I'll figure something out, as long as I don't have to touch that thing. Matilda, with the help of the judge, you are able to at least not touch the individual. But it's up to you to make the convincing disguise. Could you roll agility and crafting as you attempt to put together something that seems reasonable? There's no way I can help, is there? There is. In this case, we'll keep it simple and just offer one more dice to your roll. Great. Yeah, I, I roll a 664. Six, Matilda, you don't want to touch that body, but you think to yourself that if you did a little funny trick with the cloak, you can make a head. You may have done this once before, actually. It looks like the head's slightly more upright than it would be, because of course in this case the head will be lolling down. And with the help of Vorken, you are able to mount the body on the horse, tie it up, and put a cloak on it. Falcon, you know the horse isn't happy about this, but it's a trained horse, and you know the commands to make it accept this for the moment. You think you can tell it to do a little ride, back and forth. About 10-20 minutes should do it. What will you do? I look uh, down to Matilda and I say, Good. Very good. Now, I am not a person that easily sneaks out unnoticed, as you might guess. You could stand a chance. Would you prefer to go alone, or would you like me to risk it with you? She doesn't have to go alone unless she wants to. I'm perhaps not as sneaky or as larcenous, but I can hold my own. And then looking over to Matilda, 
If you think two two sets of hands would be better for this, then I'm happy to attend. If you'd rather go on your own, that's your choice. It might be a safer bet. Well, yeah, um... Wasn't one of you should should come with me, or two of you? I'm that's up to you. So I'll look back at Vorkin and then say, "With the judges leave, then the two of us will go to repair the generator, and you can stay here to man the walls." Good. You have everything you need. I think so. Yeah. Excellent. Akal, you uh, man the tower. Then be ready with a bow. If you will just open the gate, I will set the horse. Running. Hakan gives you a firm nod. Yes, friend. This is a good plan. And he gives you a smile as he begins going to climb up the tower. Murdoch starts hobbling over to the shack and says, Fuck, all right. <laughs> you know, if you actually can fucking do this, then yeah, okay. If you can get the power on, we will be able to radio and then we can send for some backup and we might just. Be fucking quick because they're going to attack in dusk. They definitely will. I can feel it. I can feel it. As all of this is being prepared, I want to look over to Matilda and say, if something goes wrong, if we're detected or we attract attention, I will stand and fight. Your only priority is the generator. Right. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So, the plan begins. You, Vorkan, set the horse out, opening the gates. The horse does as it's told and begins riding out with this dead corpse lolling about on the top. It is at this point that you, Jürgen and Matilda, begin your best to make your way to this cliff. Yes, you can see it, it's rather obvious. A small cliff, about maybe 20-30 minutes away, but you begin rushing as quickly as you can while trying to be stealthy. One of you can lead the agility and stealth roll, the other can assist properly. You will make the same roll, but at one more difficulty. If you succeed, all your sixes go to help out. So, first of all, Matilda, roll agility and stealth for me. At the same time, you can also roll agility and stealth. Jürgen. I get a six and a one and a six and a one. I have three successes... And a six, but also a one. You just make it, Jürgen, just about passing the challenge to aid your sixes to Matilda's. And combined, the two of you are able to make your way. It's difficult. There's a lot of open terrain, but you manage to just kind of spot a few hills and outcroppings where you can just duck between, duck between. Also, again, the distraction is out there. The horse is making a lot of noise as it makes its way around a preset perimeter. Vorkan, what are you doing during this time? I uh, try to observe the movement of the terrain and the possible people that would come out, knowing that if I see that uh, Matilda and Jürgen are spotted, obviously, I would either call them back or go out and fight whoever I would attack them and go down in a blaze of glory. But if they make it, I shall back up and close that gate again. Again, as you're watching the horizon, Vorkan, you realise that the other two bodies are gone. And as you're noticing this, you see Murdoch come to your side, watching from the watchtower, and just say, 
You see, fucking fuckers, they, they take the bodies back. Do, do you know why they take the fucking bodies back? What do they do with them? Eat them! Fucking eat them! <laughs> well... They eat their dead! Fucking bastards! It's despicable. Hakal mutters, well, It is strange, but it is simply their way. Why is it despicable? It's just completely outside of all the rules of civilization. Sometimes civilization doesn't always have the answers, friend. At this point, Murdoch spits on the ground. Oh, Hakal, shut up! Well, then they should keep it to themselves. If we, if they go attacking us, it is our time to punish them. And we just need to figure out the best way to do it. That thing that they are about to power up, will it make that much of a difference? Murdoch grunts. It will, but don't forget they're still going to need to power up on this end. I hope you're good with a crank. And I look at him. Me? Yes. Turning a crank? You can you can turn a crank, can't you, brother? <laughs> if there's something I can do, it's turning cranks. I say, I just flex my fingers as long as I don't need to, well... Do the fine machinery bit. Jürgen and Matilda, you have arrived at the cliff. Everything seems to be going well, but there's something you notice that is a problem. Matilda, you see there used to be an old ladder that went up to the top of this cliff. The ladder is no more. You can see a little bit of it remains, but most of it is gone. You're going to need to climb unless you want to do a very long detour around this cliff that you think would take at least another half hour. Damn it. We have to climb this thing. Can you... Are you a good climber? I don't know that I would say it's a skill of mine. I'm not. But... I think we have to try. I have rope in my backpack. I'm not sure I brought the backpack. Would it be possible to have snuck this far with the backpack? Yes. In that case, as Matilda is chewing over the options, I'd like to look around. Is there something I could secure a rope to? Yes, you think to yourself as you look up that if you could just get it with a little bit of effort onto one of the ladder rungs, you could bypass the bit of the ladder that's missing and at least climb to the bit of the ladder that remains. I'll express this plan to Matilda and then set my backpack down, pull the rope out, and get to work. Wonderful. It's not that difficult, actually, to get the rope up. After all, there was a ladder there. But the tricky part is climbing. For you, I believe a body and athletics check is required. Uh, two successes, a five and a six. Oh, I got a six? We shall say that with Jürgen leading the way, he tests the rope and he climbs. It's not difficult. It's not too bad. You get up, you find your way onto the ladder. Good. Due to your positioning, you're able to help Matilda. And then with her six, even though she struggles a little bit, you're able to quickly haul her up, and both of you are able to make your way to the top. There you see it. Obvious to you, Matilda. A nice big generator. It's attached to some large windmill-like devices that clearly would collect the storm as it comes. The device does seem to be a little damaged, though. What do you do? I'm immediately going to go into investigating what's wrong with it. And if it's at all fixable, 
You think it is. You even have a few spare parts on you that you happen to liberate from said watchtower. Please roll intellect engineering. As she makes that roll, I'm going to keep my eye on the perimeter, just watching her back, seeing if anyone's going to come crashing through the scrub at us. Certainly. Okay, I get a four and a four. You just about manage to find the right part and get the machine started, although it's a little noisy. Yes, it makes a lot of noise, actually, as it starts up again, making a sort of guttural sound from somewhere, but you think you've actually got it going, and you look up and just about notice the wind is starting to blow. Dust is starting to come in from somewhere to the west. Yes, it's working. You've got it working. Would you please roll Jürgen? A perception and instinct roll. Six, four, four, and a five. You look around you, hearing the sound, and you just notice something very odd. The sky, after all, is very clear, other than the dust beginning to come in from the incoming storm. But there's something in the sky. A sort of bird. How strange. There is a bird flying above you. That's unusual. How big is this bird? It looks quite large, actually. It's very far away, but the fact that you could even see it means you think it's quite, like, maybe an eagle or something like that. And as far as I know, that's not something that should exist, right? Well, wildlife is still very much a thing, but not here and not for no reason. It's not that there's anything to hunt around here, after all. Does it trigger any of my, uh, like, spooky plague senses or whatever? Well, maybe. You don't know. Again, animal, this far out, no reason to be here. Could be something dangerous, but again, it's also very far in the sky above your head. All right. Uh, With an abundance of caution, I will point this out to Matilda, not physically pointing at it, but just kind of tilting my head enough in that direction. Is everything working? Are we sure? It, it sounds like it, yeah. It, it, everything looks fine. Uh, it's a little bit damaged, but it, it should be running, yeah. And with the storm coming, it, it should be fine, yeah. I hope that's faith enough in your work. We need to get moving. We might have, and he kind of squints off into where the storm is brewing, a visitor. Will the two of you quickly begin making your way back? I don't bother retrieving the rope. As far as I'm concerned, that's the cost of doing business. So if that makes it any faster, I will leave that behind. It does. The pair of you are able to get back down again quickly, and you'll begin making your way back to the watchtower again. It took at least 20-25 minutes to get here. You can't go much quicker back. But still, you think for the moment you've repaired the generator and your plan has worked. Vorken. You're watching from the watchtower. You think you can actually see the two others having successfully reached that that generator, and you think they're doing okay. But your attention is then drawn back to the horse. It's starting to make its way back to the watchtower, but you see a lot of movement around it. One. Two. Three. Four. There's a lot of figures starting to run round and try and corner the horse. Again, this is happening quite a distance away, but you can see from the watchtower. What do you do? 
I look over to Hakan and assess him. Will you be able to shoot at them from here? He looks at you a little concerned, saying, I do not know, friend. I don't think my bow can reach that far. At this point, Murdoch joins you and quickly throws to you a hunting rifle. Take the fucking rifle! you got to do something! I, 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 shoot, shoot, shoot! Fucking shoot! As he is... Even midway through the sentence, I'm already checking the barrel and the ammunition, and I'm moving out to uh, lean against the railing and to aim up for the shot. Wonderful. Please roll. Agility and projectiles. Minus one dice, however. It is a bit of a distance, even for this rifle. Four successes, two of them sixes. There are multiple targets... You're not entirely sure you can actually get a kill from this distance, but you think you could definitely hit someone a little bit. What are you trying to do with your success? I try to open a window for the horse. I need, as I see them trying to manoeuvre, I try to figure out their movement and see where the horse is running towards, and the one that is going to intercept them, that's the one I'm going to aim for. And you take aim, and you shoot at the one that was just about you think, to strike down the horse. Again, it was a fifth target. You are slightly concerned at how quickly these foes appear. They must be using the riverbank and the hills to hide. But it's startling just how many there are. Suddenly five. How many are actually out there, you think to yourself? Still, it doesn't matter. You shoot one. You don't get a kill, you don't think, but you do cause this individual to withdraw, and the horse is free good. The horse begins galloping quickly back, quickly back to the watchtower. I hurriedly toss the rifle back to Murdoch as I swing open the hatch to climb down and open the gate for the horse. Ah, good fucking shot! You did it! Ah, good! Good stuff! <coughs> ah, fucking leg! And I laugh at him as I'm on my way down. <laughs> Think I'll earn my musket soon enough? I, I think, brother, you'll do, you'll do just fine. And so, you go back down below, ready to open the gate for the horse who returns. And it's not long before the others return as well. All of you are back safe at the watchtower, and power has been restored. You're also all aware, looking up at the sky, that it is getting dark already. What is the first thing you do, Matilda and... Jürgen, as you return to the watchtower. Uh, having made it back and knowing the storm's coming, the first thing I'm going to do is check the seals on my mask to make sure everything is once again intact. And then, after the couple seconds that takes, Tavorkin say, It's fixed, the scrapper says. At least, fixed enough. Now what? Anything else that needs to be looked over in the shed? I ask Matilda. Matilda, as far as you know, the radio should be working right now. You just need to go and turn it on. The radio, it should be working. Uh, now that we have energy. Good. I slam the bolt shut, and I look over to Hakan. Well, I hope you were right about that storm, as I start moving towards the shed. And right on time, the wind begins to blow quite harshly. It is not a terrible storm, but it's what you required. As you enter the shed, Vorkin, you can see the radio before you. Currently off, what do you do? I go to try and switch it on. And you flick the switch on. 
It activates. You immediately begin hearing a blurry signal coming through. You know, of course, the correct frequencies to call. What do you do? And uh, as I tune it in to the right frequency, then, I will uh, just say, this is uh, City Judge Vorken reporting in from Watchtower 17N. We uh, are being under assault by... And what is the actual term for this? Is it cockroaches? That is the colloquial term used by most people. You think there is another name for them that they call themselves, but you wouldn't know it and you wouldn't really care. The Cockroach Clans, to be more precise. That is their clan name. It's a sort of grouping name. They actually have more separate tribes as part of the clans, but Cockroach Clans are the thing most judges call them. It's not a pleasant term for them, but then they aren't according to you, pleasant people. And um, I add to uh, that, that uh, Vagrant Angus, slain, City Judge Murdoch, in poor condition, we uh, are powering up the outside pylons, imminent attack expected, we will uh, stand our ground, but please send assistance. The radio crackles for a few seconds before there is a response. Status of gun. What's the status of the main gun, brother? Working, ammunition depleted. Status of pylon field, you said active. Is it active or powering up? It is powering up as uh, this radio is right now. You'll need to man the crank. Make sure someone's manning the crank. On my way. One hour. Sending reinforcements. One hour. Affirmative, I say, and uh, I uh, end the transmission. I uh, feel a, a huge rush of, of the feeling of action just about to happen, just as uh, you're about to hit the surface of a great pool and just get sucked into whatever is lurking beneath. And I storm out of the shed looking for that crank. You don't need to storm out because you notice the crank is opposite you. It's part of this generator that seems to be behind the radio desk. It's something Matilda noticed earlier. Mid-storming out, I see this. Open the door, I say to the others, Reinforcements are on the way. We have to hold out for at least one hour. Then so we shall. I'll be manning the crank, and I turn over to it and I start working with it, putting all my force into it. Wrong body and athletics. Is the mechanism large enough that someone could assist him, or...? No, that would be awkward. This is very much a handle designed for one person. You don't think it's difficult, but you realise it simply will take time. I only get one success at that. It's not that you can't do it, it's just that you need to do a lot of it over time. You also realise that the power isn't fully coming in yet. The storm's just begun. You can keep at this, but unfortunately, it's not going to be done anytime soon. Meanwhile, outside, Murdoch is giving you a bit of a look, but nodding, saying, All right, well, he's on that. You better get started. Okay, an hour. An hour. Well, it's, it's half an hour to dusk, so so for 30 minutes. We, we can do that. We can do that. You notice, Matilda, up above, in the dying light, you can still just about see a shape. You think there's a bird somewhere up above, and it drops something. 
From the sky, something falls down and lands just in front of Murdoch. What do you do, Matilda? Uh, something is falling from... Like, the bird dropped something. What do you do, Jürgen, as you see something fall from the sky and fall in front of the judge, Murdoch? Some sort of object, quite small. I yell, Grenade! And then I want to run and try to, like, jump, tackle Murdoch out of the way. You do so. Please roll. I want to say agility and mobility. As you try and deftly, quickly jump over and force him out of the way. Three successes. You jump forward and dive at Murdoch. Murdoch just blinks, looking at you like, what? And you take him down. And you're on the ground. And nothing happens for a few seconds. And you see Murdoch kind of struggling to get up. And he looks at the object and starts saying, What do you... Angus! Matilda, you see... It's a head. A human head. Decapitated. Looks like it was once a young man. They're just sort of sitting there. What do you do, Matilda? It seems as if, for the moment, Murdoch and Jürgen are quite far away from said head because Jürgen has dive-bombed down Murdoch, but you still are kind of a bit near. Oh, yuck! Oh, what is... Oh, it's a head! Oh, my God! And Matilda's going to turn around and look away from it. Jürgen, you're there on the ground. You look at Murdoch. You look at the head. Not too far away, but still reasonably close. Would you roll me a psych reaction test? Three successes. How are you feeling right now? You've dive-bombed Murdoch out of the way, but it didn't go off. After all, it's a human head. How are you feeling? Well, first of all, I'm certain at some point in history, the cockroaches have made a bomb out of a head. But I'm definitely not addressing that. I, I have a very better safe than sorry. In fact, I'm still taking it a little seriously. I'm going to stand up and, and kind of approach it as if it might still be something dangerous. Like I'm inspecting it. It, it could be anything. Also a head, but it could be anything. And it's at that point you just notice just that reaction time. A slight hiss and a slight bit of smoke coming from one of the eye sockets. What do you do? Immediate reaction, I'm going to rip off my backpack, uh, throw it over, and hope that the explosion is small enough and that my, my my tent, my gear, will absorb some of what's going to come out or if it's, a, if it's a poison that it'll keep it contained. I want to hurl the backpack on top of the skull. Roll an intelligence and science roll just as you get ready to throw your backpack on this thing. A five and two sixes. Just as you're about to throw your backpack, you notice a spark. Phosphorus. Phosphorus grenade! Your backpack won't do anything! I will yell this out to everyone, tell them to get back as far as possible. It's phosphorus! There's gonna be fire! Matilda, what do you do? You suddenly hear the word fire and phosphorus grenade. Matilda runs away uh, as far as she can from, from the head. And you dive for cover, much like Hakal does, as the head explodes, showering the area with gore and blood. This young man's head is no more. 
in its place is suddenly a large sparkling light, which all of you managed to not look at, you were told not to, which means no one is blinded. But for now, a small area is on fire. Phosphorus doesn't go up very easily, but luckily you are all far away, and you think to yourself again as you look away, Jürgen, that you just about managed to identify that in time. You're going to be okay. Of course, if you'd been near it, not so much. I'm very glad that I resisted the urge to walk up and see what it was. Vorken, you hear all this commotion from outside. You don't turn to look at the flash, thankfully, but as it stops, you see what's going on. What do you do? Yeah, not having uh, made too much progress with uh, turning this uh, crank, I... uh, Look around, is there a shovel or anything that I can just shovel earth over those patches of fire? Yes, there is actually, and that's a good thing to do. You immediately begin trying to pour dirt onto the phosphorus, and yes, that will eventually smother it out. Hmm. That's a foul trick. You see Murdoch weeping. He just starts looking at you, Jürgen, as he says... <laughs> it's just, it's just a boy. They have no respect. They don't have any fucking respect for the dead. We will kill them all. We will wipe them out when the reinforcements come. In the name of the protectorate, bite these last words off as I shove the shovel down into the ground and throw a bit of dirt over the last smoldering fire. Look around at the gory mess, Matilda. Would you roll a psyche willpower roll? I fail. You take a moment, Matilda, to consider what's just happened. Someone's head exploding. You haven't seen that before. You feel very ill. You don't enjoy this experience, and you lose one ego point. Tell me what's going through your mind as you process this. Matilda always likes to put a positive outlook on the world, even though there's a lot of shit going on. That's basically why she does it, because the world is hard, and the only defense she has is her happiness. But when that veneer cracks, when something like this happens... She she just has no happiness left to give. And everything just breaks down for her. And she falls to her knees and puts her head in her hands. And just repeats, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, what happened? Oh my god. And just sits there like that. Jürgen, do you do anything? Matilda seems upset. You can't blame her. If that had been just a few seconds slower on your part, someone would definitely be dead now. This is actually what I was worried about. When the three of us struck out from siege to come here and she was so excited. I remember having those same kind of impulses in my youth, but thankfully the Spitalians purged that from me before it got me killed. I'm not heartless, though. And more importantly, we need everyone's head together for what's coming. Despite the fact that 
sympathy, empathy aren't my strong suits. I'm going to walk over to her at least, at least once I'm sure that Vorkin has the fire under control. Reach down with one hand, offering to help her back to her feet, and say, Come on now. We can worry about this when we're all safe and alive back in town. <gasps> we were so, were so close. We could have died. We could have, but we didn't. That's the important part to focus on. Also, I say from uh, hefting the shovel back up again, we might all be dead, for sure, within half an hour, if you hadn't ventured out like that. Scrapper, you've proved yourself in my book. And then I just go back to the shed, because I have a crank to turn. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm sorry. That was a little much. Uh, we'll be fine. Yeah. And she smiles again, but... Not with that energy in her eyes, more a concern and sadness. Hakal comes over to you, Matilda, and actually puts his hand on your shoulder, if you let him. Mm-hmm. There. You have done good today. Worry not. These are the tactics of those who are desperate and cruel. But we will not be demoralized. Come, we have a few more... Minutes, ten or twenty minutes, I think, before the sun falls. We need to secure the perimeter. I have a feeling Murdoch is right and they are going to come. We need to act quickly. Of, of course. Uh, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's go do that. As he speaks, above you, you hear a shriek. The sound of some sort of eagle, though it's distorted somewhat, and to be honest... Most of you would not be familiar with how an eagle sounds anyway. Wildlife is not totally gone, but rarer these days other than horses and cows and other beasts. But still, it sends a bit of a chill down your spine as this bird just flies above you, shrieking, almost signalling something. Perhaps the coming of dusk, perhaps your deaths. You have listened to an episode of Red Moon Roleplaying, where we played the scenario Last Watch for the free-to-play primal punk RPG, The Genesis. The Genesis is published by Six More Vodka, who also sponsored this series. Head over to degenesis.com to download the game for free, and if you like physical books, you can head to their shop and use the code REDMOON10, R-E-D-M-O-O-N-1-0, with capital letters, to get 10% off your order. The code is valid until July 31st. We were joined by Aaron Hammonds from Queen's Court Games, as well as our dear friend Clara Herbel. The music was made by AlphaZone, Xerxes the Dark, and Sabled Sun, and was used with permission from their label, CryoChamber. Check them all out at cryochamber.bandcamp.com or their YouTube channel for more music for your gaming table. We would like to give massive thanks to our champions of the Red Moon. Martin Hoshobear, Nastasha Warrison, Simon Cooper, David, Julia, Camilla, Ludwig Manford, Bob DeLang, and Julian for their generous support. And we would, of course, also like to thank all of our other patrons. Without your support, the show would not be possible. If you want to support our work, please check us out on Patreon. You can get access to bonus campaigns for Cultivated Lost and Coriolis there, as well as get early and raw access to all of our recordings. You can also hear your name read on the show as a champion of the Red Moon, as well as play cult with us. 
Most importantly, that support is what keeps the show going, so do check us out there. Thank you again for listening, and remember, Eschaton awaits us all.